Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. I am on the road, and how fitting as we hear the lessons about the Good Samaritan and how even when we're on the road, opportunities for mercy are always before us. Travel along with me as I learn more about the art of neighboring on the road and in the now. Luke 10, 25-37 tells the account of a lawyer who's testing Jesus with the question, What must I do to earn eternal life? Jesus does not answer the man in the way he expects. Jesus, wanting to shift the man's attention to the needs of the here and now, tells a story that we refer to as the Good Samaritan. You probably know this story. A man from the Israelite community is attacked and robbed while on a journey. One by one, the people who are his neighbors pass him by. The two that pass him by are religious leaders. For the priest and the Levite, the rules of their vocation made extending help to the injured man problematic. If they stopped to help and touched him, his injuries, specifically because of the blood, they would have to go through a series of washing practices to return to their priestly duties. The conflict of this call to help was more about retaining their cleanliness and ability to function in their specific role without any hiccups or delays. Like the lawyer who asked Jesus a specific question about eternal life, the priest and the Levite were thinking of things, specifically spiritual matters that they interpret to be first, to be set apart from the earthly things. As the story continues, Jesus talks about the third man. This man stops to help. He places the injured man on his own donkey. He takes him to the inn and cleans his wounds and pays the innkeeper for his care until he returns. This man is all about doing the earthly care that the man needs. The zinger of this story is that this third man is named a Samaritan. He is part of the community that was considered to be an enemy of the people of Israel. Imagine with me for a moment the shock and awe of the lawyer and those listening to Jesus' teaching. 
that the person they consider to be their enemy in real life is lifted up as the hero of this parable, or the one who lives out neighboring in the truest way. Who is the neighbor in this story? The one who shows mercy. Who is the neighbor? The Samaritan, who we now know as good. At the conclusion of this story, Jesus asks the lawyer, Who do you think was the neighbor to the one who fell into the hands of robbers? And the lawyer responds, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus' response to this heavenly-minded lawyer, Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. This is a challenge, isn't it? When you're on the road, or at least when I'm getting ready to go on the road, it can be hectic, especially if I have to be away for several days. These are my questions. Do I have the clothes I need? Do I have my snacks? What about my medication? Do I have all of my chargers for the tech that I am taking along? Have I gassed up the car? Oh, yes. And what about the needs of my passengers? There is a lot to think about on the road. So much of the time, I think about the future. Even as I'm packing up, I'm thinking about the when I arrive part of my trip. Much like the lawyer in Jesus' parable, I ask, how can I fast forward to the arrival part? Arrival at a particular destination is what road trips are about, right? Or is a road trip about the movement, the journey, and the opportunities of neighboring that are only available when we are on the road? How might Jesus' lesson of neighboring in the now help us to step into the summer season and all the road trips that lie ahead? How can we go and do likewise in the midst of the now and on every road trip? As I mentioned in the introduction, over the next few weeks, Holy Shenanigans podcast will be coming to you from the road. And I did not plan for this week or this Bible story to be one about road trips, but thanks to the lectionary, here we are literally and scripturally, on the road. Several episodes ago, I told a story about how a cup of green tea led to an opportunity to be a good neighbor. A student had stopped by in an after-school program on a cold winter day. We had advertised free coffee Friday, only they preferred hot green tea. When they came to the door, they asked me, do you have some green tea? In the building, I didn't. But in my purse, I did. So I pulled out the green tea and served it to them. The sharing of a cup of hot green tea happened eight or nine years ago. It is a memory of community making that encourages me and reminds me to keep my attention on the person and the circumstances that are in the now and not to go too far into the future. If we wander and wonder into the future too far, we can lose track of what's important in the now. This is a practice of trusting the Holy Spirit, who is often on her own timeline that has nothing to do with my wishes. And this is a challenge. But time and time again, the Holy Spirit shows up and invites me to be with her in the moment that is before me to pour a cup of green tea when someone asks me to do so. In my humanness, I like stories that have tidy beginnings, middles, and ends, ones that resolve. But the Holy Spirit asks me to slow down and appreciate the chapter that I just so happen to be in. Sometimes, if I hang out in the space of neighboring long enough, 
the Holy Spirit gives the gift of seeing things come full circle, or at least to the end of that chapter. So imagine my surprise eight years later and a few weeks ago when I received a message from the student asking for that cup of green tea so long ago. They sent me a message by Instant Messenger and wanted to know if it was possible for me to help them enter the sacrament of baptism. They explained their desire to be baptized, and if possible, could I do the baptism? From a hot cup of green tea to a basin of cool water and the words, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, Christ, and Comforter, was eight or nine years of time as I know it. And in that time, the Holy Spirit was at work and continues to be at work in the life of this beautiful child of God. This baptism day is not the end of their story, but a new chapter of God's love and mercy in their life and in mine. Come to the water, let it soak in. Come to the water, be renewed again. When I share these stories of holy shenanigans, I do my best to paint the whole picture of things. And in the case of this baptism story, it's important to say that while I was thrilled to be asked to do the baptism, I wasn't sure about how it would all work out. Would it be possible for me to use the chapel of that church? Would the person desiring to be baptized be able to be there when I and the host church was available? Although the ask was there and I wanted to help, I wasn't sure I had the power to make it happen. And so I paused to ponder the what-ifs instead of immediately going to the ask. Here is where a friend came along and encouraged me. Somehow they knew I was stuck in the what-ifs of this situation and simply said, What is stopping this beautiful thing from happening? Did you make your ask? How can you do the thing that you've been asked to do? That word of encouragement to do the beautiful thing that was right in front of me, instead of thinking of all the potential or possible obstacles, or how to get to the end of the story, I needed to think of the beautiful thing I needed to do in the now. And thanks to the tenacity of the Holy Spirit and my friend, all of the details did come together. This was a new chapter of neighboring, of giving and receiving mercy. It came to pass. Come to the water, let it soak in. Come to the water, be renewed again. Come to the water, let it soak in. Come to the water, be renewed again. I've heard it said that if someone tells you they have everything in life all figured out, or that they have all the answers that you might want to keep moving in your quest for wisdom. We can all test the Holy Spirit. We can demand that all the things come together in our timeline. We all can be so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. But grace calls us to be here now, to not miss the blessing of the current moment, and understand that the journey is about much more than getting to the anticipated destination. Mysteries Yes by Mary Oliver. 
Truly, we live with mysteries too marvelous to be understood. How grass can be nourishing in the mouths of lambs. How rivers and stones are forever in allegiance with gravity, while we ourselves dream of rising. How two hands touch and the bonds will never be broken. How people come from delight or from scars of damage to the comfort of a poem. Let me keep my distance always from those who think they have the answers. Let me keep company always with those who say, look and laugh in astonishment and bow their heads. I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining me this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing and to Holy Shenanigans podcast listeners who support our podcast by way of www.buymeacoffee.com. Tara L. Eastman. Over the next few weeks, I'll be on the road, and there's going to be a little bit more world noise than normal. But as I consider these things, I want to leave you with some parting thoughts. Mercy calls us to pour cups of green tea and to pour water of life when we are asked, not allowing the obstacles to deter us. Mercy calls us to live out the art of community and connection to give and receive encouragement. Mercy calls us to hit the road and to be open to what the road will teach us. Mercy calls us to see her mysteries and shout, look, to laugh in astonishment and bow our heads to give a prayer of thanks to say, wow, how did that all come together? Come to the water, let it soak in. Come to the water, be renewed again. Come to the water, let it soak in. Come to the water, be renewed again. Be renewed again.